first, happy December and merry early Christmas. And uh, man, this is the, the last first Wednesday of the year of 2021. And man, I can't believe this year has went by so fast. This is tomorrow and I's first full calendar year being here at New Life. And you know, when we first uh, came down here, we moved down here from Baton Rouge, we had uh, a plan in place that is like, man, we wanna make sure that we just lay a solid foundation for the church and just bring some stability and some things that we're gonna do. And First Wednesday is one of those things. We know it's something that's new that we've never done before and you never know how things are gonna take off when you first introduce them. But we feel like First Wednesday is something that we're gonna to continue to do. And the good thing about the end of the year is you can always go back and reflect to see how things went and then for the next year, how can I improve on what I've already done or what God has already, already established? And we have some ideas of some, some things we want to do for next year moving forward, and we'll roll those things out to you guys. So just know that we're super, super excited about what God is going to do in the future, but we also celebrate what God has done this year. And I believe that if there's anything that God has done this year that we can celebrate about at New Life Churches, I feel like the word is stability. I feel like God has brought so much stability to the church, and when there's stability, then the growth comes. Like, I believe that we have, a, we're, the church is in a great place right now. You're watching online, tuning in with us. We're having a good time here tonight. We just had worship. But we're just kind of reflecting a little bit on this past year. You know, we had so many different outreaches uh, where we wanted to reach our community, reach the world around us. And we'll continue to do outreaches and kids camp. We had kids camp that was great. On December 18th, uh, this uh, Saturday, December 18th, we're going to have songs of Christmas. So there's always things that are going on in the church that we're excited about, there's always an opportunity for you to jump on board, to make a difference, to join in community, because life is a lot better when you do it in a community. The enemy would love to isolate you and get you off by yourself and make you feel like, woe is me. But when you get connected to a community, it just makes life better. Amen? Amen. And we're going to give you some more details. I know at the, become, uh, at the coming of the year next month in January, it's always a, everybody's always looking for a fresh start. Uh, we're going to have 21 days of prayer and fasting, and we're going to give you guys the schedule for that in the upcoming weeks so you can prepare for that. But I'm excited about tonight. I'm excited about the word tonight. And before we dive into the word, I want you, when you walked in, I gave you a, a survey. It says, first Wednesday survey. I want you to take those out. And if you were at home, I'm sorry you don't have one, but it's okay. I'll explain it in a little bit. But if you have that survey, I wrote down just 10 things. I could have came up with any 10 things. I just picked the first 10 things that came to mind. If any one of those 10 things apply to you, I want you to put a check mark in the blank next to that item. So the first one that you see there, if that applies to you, put a check in the blank. Second one, if that applies to you, put a check in the blank. All those things, anything that applies to you, just put a check in the blank and it'll be great. Just put a check in the blank for anything that applies to you. I'll give you a few seconds to do that, and while you do, I'll just take this time to say how excited I am that LSU finally has a new football coach. <laughs> so we're going to have great things coming up for the Tigers in 2022. We're going to hit the ground running. He had his first press conference today, so we'll be back on the winning track next year. So Alabama and everybody else, look out 2022 and beyond for the Tigers. I'm just filling in the, I'm just filling in the space. 
We know we're going to pray for y'all Alabama fans because y'all going to get destroyed this weekend by Georgia. It's okay. It's okay. The sun will rise tomorrow. You could come in Sunday and rejoice for your salvation, that you're saved that by the blood of the Lamb and not dwell on football. But it's okay. So hopefully everybody has time to fill that in. So I'll explain what that survey meant in just a moment. But I'm excited about the word tonight. And as I mentioned earlier, at the end of the year is always a time to reflect about the year past. And one of the biggest things that I know that is a central part to my life and should be to any Christian's life is prayer. Prayer should be a central part. It should be the driving force of your Christian walk. Because prayer is how we communicate with God and how God communicates with us. But along the way, there could be some things that can get in the way of our prayer life that could cause us to feel like God doesn't hear us. Or it could feel like my prayers aren't being answered. God, what, what in the world is going on that I feel like I'm pouring my heart out to you? I'm praying to you day and night, but I don't feel like my prayers are getting answered or they're not happening the way that I thought they should or the manner or the time that I thought they should. So tonight, I want to help us out because I feel like all of us, at one point or another, at some season of life, are in that position where we feel like, God, do you really hear my prayers? Y'all know what I'm talking about? So I'm going to read this passage of Scripture, and this is the, the only verse we're going to use tonight. And it's a powerful verse. It comes from, and if you're online, all the notes are on the app. You can go to the app. Or the New Life Church Mobile app, you can download that. All the notes are there. You can even go back and listen to messages there as well on the app. So all that information will be there for you. For the scripture that I want to read tonight, and this is a topic, a subject. It's just one word. Now, the, the title is a different word. It's more than one. But this is just one word that I want to focus on, and you'll hear it here in this scripture. It's Colossians chapter 4, verse 2. Colossians, Colossians chapter 4, verse 2. Devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. Devote yourself to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. That word thankful has been ringing out in my heart. I was telling tomorrow that uh, yesterday, I was like, tomorrow, I, I was asking God, God, what would you, what are you, like, what is a word or something that you would like me to, to share on tomorrow? And I was just, because I want to make sure that I'm here for the Lord. And I just kept hearing this word, thankful. Be thankful. Be thankful. And that word just kept ringing in my heart. Thankful. Be thankful. So tonight, if you're taking notes, you can write this down. Tonight, the title of the message is, Don't Worry, Be Thankful. Don't worry, be thankful. Let's pray. Lord God, we thank you for all that you've done for us and all that you will continue to do. I thank you that you lead us into all truths and that we can Trust you at your word because your word is true, Lord God. I pray that you give us a confident assurance that we can take your word to the bank, that we don't have to doubt or fear, but we can speak your word and claim it as truth because it is. I pray that you open our hearts up tonight to receive something new and to grow deeper in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Don't worry, be thankful. Don't worry, be thankful. It says devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. It's hard to pray when you're worried and stressed out. When you're worried and stressed out, it's hard to pray because prayer is the last thing you want to do because you're so stressed out and worried, all you can think about is what you're stressed out and worried about. And so prayer is on a back burner. 
That's the last thing you want to do. You're trying to figure out how am I going to get over what I'm worried and stressed out about? How am I going to get an answer to what I'm worried and stressed out about? And if you're not careful, these things can consume your thoughts, which can cause you to wonder and not be in a place where you have an alert mind. It says, devote yourself to prayer with an alert mind. You can't have an alert mind and pray when you're worried and stressed out. Worry and stress will never give you an alert mind. All it's going to do is bring you worry and stress. And you can never pray with an alert mind. That's why you feel like sometimes your prayers are all scattered. Why? Or you ever you start praying and you like you have good intentions where you go in there and like, I'm going to get in my room or wherever you pray. I'm going to get in there, I'm going to pray. And then 10 seconds later, you're thinking about everything else that's going on. And then next thing you know, you're on your phone. And then you, I've been on this Facebook app for about 20 minutes, and I'm supposed to be in here praying. What is that? You don't have an alert mind. And why don't you have an alert mind? It's because you're worried and stressed out about something that has got your mind, it's got your attention. And when you are worried and stressed, you will never have an alert mind. And it would hinder you from having a thankful heart. You can never have a thankful heart being worried and stressed out. When I think about the children of Israel, they were worried and stressed out. And these things lead to this. When I, have, when I don't have a thankful heart, I can't see the goodness of God in my life. And the enemy wants you to be worried and stressed out because he doesn't want, to see the, he doesn't want you to see the goodness of God in your life. Because if he can keep you from having, seeing the goodness of God in your life, you'll never have a thankful heart. And the thankful heart and the alert mind go hand in hand. Because when you do have a thankful heart, guess what? That means you have rest. That means there's stability. That means there's peace. That means I have an alert mind. But if I don't have a thankful heart and I don't see the goodness of God in my life, then guess what? I don't have an alert mind and not my prayers would feel like they're never getting answered. The children of Israel is a great example of that. They couldn't see the goodness of God in their life, so they were always worried and stressed out. They were, got to the point where they were like, God, you brought us out here to die. We had it, back this in, we had it better in Egypt. What is that? They were so worried and stressed out about what God was taking them that they couldn't see the goodness of him providing for them in the now. He was providing everything that they needed in the now, and he has something so much greater for them in the promised land, but they were so worried and stressed out that they couldn't see the goodness of God and, be, have, a, and have a thankful heart. Now see how this works? When you don't have a thankful heart, you can't see the goodness of God. Matter of fact, you begin to despise the things that you have because it's the things that you want because you, you don't have the things that you want and stressed out about. Most of the things you stressed out about are the things you don't have. And when you're worried and stressed out about the things you don't have, you can't be thankful and grateful for the things that you do have. You can't do it. Why? And that causes you not to have an alert mind and a thankful heart. But it says, devote yourself to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. A thankful heart comes from a heart of knowing the goodness of God. I never want to get to the place where I start forgetting about the goodness of God in my life. That's why it's always so good to go back and reflect on the goodness of God. God, examine my heart and I ask God, God, what is hindering me from an alert mind and a thankful heart? So tonight we're going to highlight a few things that are going to get us back on track. These are things that we should never depart from. We should always think about these things. And if you do, I promise you, you will always have a thankful heart. I want you to write these down. What's the first thing that we do? First way to get on track, to make sure that your prayers 
or with an alert mind and a thankful heart is this. Continually remind yourself of your salvation experience. Continually remind yourself of your salvation experience. I'll say it one more time. Continually remind yourself of your salvation experience. The best way to have a thankful heart is to look back at when God saved you. If that isn't enough to make you have a thankful heart from the day that God saved you, I don't know what is. Think about the state you were in before you got saved. What was it that caused you to say, Jesus, I need you? What was it? We just sang that song, I Surrender All. What was it that caused you to say, Jesus, I surrender all? I've tried it my way. I'm tired of living like this. I need you. What was it that caused you to come to the point where you say, Jesus, I bow my knee to you. I bow my heart. I give you my affection. What is that? When you go back and you continually think about that, it will give you a thankful heart. Because you'll realize there's nothing that you deserve. It's all about his goodness. His goodness and his mercy are the reason that you're saved. His love for you is the reason that you're saved. And if you continually go back to that moment, then you always realize, man, I'm so thankful for you, God. I'm so thankful you paid the price on the cross for my sin. Instantly, your heart becomes thankful. So it's always good to go back and ask yourself, revisit your salvation experience. One of the saddest things for me is if I ask someone, tell me about your salvation experience, and they can't do it. Like, well, I, I think um, uh, I don't really remember. I, I just remember I just felt different. And, that, and I'm like, okay, that's good, but it should be very obvious. I know the day I got saved. It was very obvious. I, y'all, some of y'all, y'all heard my testimony. I'm, I'm going to say it again because you need to go back to it. I was in the barbershop chair getting a haircut. The guy just put the little tape around my neck, and he was about to start cutting my hair, and I told him to stop. And he looked at me crazy like, did I do something wrong? And my dad was with me. I said, no, I got to go. And now everybody in the barbershop is looking at me like, this dude is crazy. And so I threw the little thing off, and I threw the cape off, and I was like, I, gotta, I told my dad, we need to go to the church. And he was like, okay. And he's looking at me shocked like, my son has lost his mind. Something is wrong with this boy. He got hold to some bad drugs or something because he ain't, something is going on. And so the whole way to the church, I'm just like, I feel like if I don't get saved right now, I'm going to die. Like, I just, I'm tired of living like this. I, this, this weight that I feel, I need to get it off my shoulders. And I ran to the church. As soon as that car, I probably barely had the car stop before I jumped out and ran to the front desk and was like, I need to speak to a pastor. And the pastor came down and he was like, hey, what can I do for you, young man? I was like, I need to get saved. That, that, no, I need to get saved. That was it. And he prayed for me. I received, uh, I received forgiveness. I, re- I received my salvation. And about 20 minutes later, Another man prayed for me, and I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. About another 30 minutes later, I went out witnessing. All that happened in one day. Now, I'm not saying everybody's salvation experience is like that, but you should be able to go back to your salvation experience and explain exactly what happened. Because that is a moment that changed my life forever. It's the moment I got saved. I, I don't remember. This I don't remember. I don't remember the day. I just know it was in August. It was August in 2004. I just know that was when I got saved. 
I know my salvation experience is real, is, was real, and there's nothing that the devil could lie to me to try to tell me that my salvation experience wasn't real. And the reason that people struggle with that is sometimes they don't even know if their salvation experience was real or not. But trust me, when you have a God moment and a salvation experience and you surrender your life for real, you'll remember for the rest of your life. It'll have, seem like it just happened yesterday. But you got to go back and remember that because that will give you a thankful heart. But what happens is we get saved. We get saved for some years and we get refined and we know a little word and we want to forget about that old past life. And we try to dress up our new life. To, and I don't, I don't want to think about what I used to be. I'm a past that. That is under the blood. Yes, it is under the blood. But you need to remember who you were before you got saved. Some people get so saved that they don't, oh, I, oh, I would never do that. Do you remember who you were before you got saved? You need to go back and remember that salvation experience to have a thankful heart. Amen? Amen. A thankful heart. Never neglect the power of your testimony. Your testimony, the word says we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Your testimony helps you overcome when the enemy tries to bring doubt and fear in your mind. Well, God can't do it. Yes, he did. He saved me. And I know the day he saved me. And when you begin to, to speak your testimony, not only when you share your testimony with other people, it not only does it encourage them, but it encourages you. See, me just sharing my testimony, I feel all fired up. Just like, man, I can't believe God, God saved me. In the condition that I was in, he loved me enough to save me. That's the same thing for you. And never allow the enemy to tell you, oh, you hadn't gone through enough. You don't have a testimony. Because I've heard people say that. Well, I don't like to share my testimony because it's not that powerful. I, I mean, I've never done anything. I've never drunk. I've never, I never, I never done drugs. i never partied. i never, I never done anything. And they, they, get ashamed. they allow the enemy to shame them and say your testimony is not, is not strong. Well, I would say this. Praise God that you went your whole life and didn't have to encounter that. That's a testimony in itself. That you didn't even have to go to the wayside. That What that lets me know is you should be thankful that there's things that were out there for you to go through that you didn't even have to experience. But the devil will try to shame you to make you think that, oh, your testimony is not, small, not, not great. It's not like such and such. Because we know you hear these grand testimonies of, of things that people went through and God delivered me of this. And, and you're like, oh, that's powerful. Mine is not like that. Don't let the enemy shame you. Your testimony is powerful. If you walked out of something and God delivered you from something, that's a powerful testimony. That's a miracle. Don't let the enemy shame you of your testimony. So the first thing, how do I get a thankful heart? So when I pray that I have an alert mind and a thankful heart is I continually go back to my salvation experience. Second thing, I continually remind myself or continually remind yourself of how God has provided for you. Continually to remind yourself of how God has provided for you. Look back over your life and reflect on how many times God has provided. How many times were you in need and God provided? That survey that I passed out to you, look at how many check marks you have down there. I would say that's something to be thankful for. All those check marks you have, I would say that's something to be thankful for. And I could have put more, but I just wanted to put 10 things down there. That's something to be thankful for. But we get so caught up on what we don't have. That the worry, the stress, the anxiety, the how am I going to get this? How am I going to get that? But we forget about, don't you remember that God provided for you all this time? Has God ever failed you yet? Has he ever forsaken you? Has he never not met your needs? Every single time he's met your needs. That's something to be thankful for. But how quickly we forget of when God provided for us. 
You come up against an obstacle. Oh, I don't know what I'm going to do this time. I just, I just don't know. Oh, this, I'm in trouble again. How many times has he provided for you and brought you through for you to realize that you can trust him at his word? Is his will, is it his will for you to provide for you or not? If it's his will, then you can take it to the bank. So why are you stressed out and worried? Because when you're worried, you won't have an alert mind. You won't have a thankful heart. And your prayers will not be answered. This is the key to some of your prayers not being answered is worry and stress. It's because you don't have a thankful heart and alert mind. All those things, you have to get in alignment to make sure that God is answering your prayers. Think about the times that God has provided for you. Just, the, just being grateful. Like I said, those 10 things that I wrote down. I, and for you online, I know you're like, what is it right now? I have a vehicle. I have a place to live. I have food to eat. I woke up this morning. I have clothes to wear. I have shoes on my feet. I have air to breathe. I have a family. I have a job. I know God is with me. That's just 10 things. There's a million things that you could write down about what you could be thankful for. You know, I, I met someone that they said that because they go through so much suffering with their body and sickness, that gratitude and thankfulness is a thing that sometimes can be hard because they're suffering so much with their illness. And they said what they began to do is every single day he would write down 25 things. I believe it was 25 things, 25 different things every single day that he was grateful for. Every single day, 25 new things that he was grateful for. And you're like, man, how can you come up with 25 different things every day? When you start to think about your life, you'll come up with 25 pretty quick. But he said something changed in his heart when he began to do that journey. He said he did it for a year. And he said his gratitude and his thankfulness towards God has changed everything. And so whenever the enemy tries to come on him with that defeat or that, that feeling sorry for himself, he says, no, no, no. I have too much to be thankful for for me to be pouting about what I don't have. And something changes and shifts inside of his heart. But what is that? It's a heart of thankfulness. I feel like that, that some of you, if you feel like you're in a place where you're not being thankful for the things you have, just begin to make it that a practice. Write some things down every day. What are some things you're thankful for? And just see what God does in your heart to change your perspective. Because sometimes all you need is a little perspective shift. I bet just writing those 10 things down and putting check marks, put something in your heart to say, God, I'm thankful. I remember, boy, I remember that first car I used to have. Good, thank God I don't have that car anymore. I remember I used to eat uh, Taco Bell for dinner every night, but thank God I can eat a little bit better than that now, or whatever the case may be. But be grateful. Continually remind yourself of how God has provided for you. Third thing, continually remind yourself of, how God has, of what God has brought you through. Continually remind yourself or what God has brought you. We're talking about how to have a thankful heart tonight. Continually remind yourself of what God has brought you through. Don't forget all that God has brought you through. Pride will say, I'm the one that got me through this. I'm the one that got me where I'm at right now. It's because of my hard work. It's because of my success and my sacrificing. No, no, no. It's because God brought you through it. Think about how many sleepless nights you've had thinking like, God, how am I going to make it through this? God, how did I find myself in this situation? How am I, I going to come through? You're here, aren't you? He brought you through, didn't he? Go back and remember the times and all the things that God has brought you through. Think about all the times God has spared you from your own foolish mistakes, 
I know I've done some foolish things, too, that I could just say, thank you, Lord, for having grace and mercy on me for my foolish mistakes. Because I'm not perfect, and I know I've made some mistakes in my past, but thank God he brought me through anyway because he loved me and because he loved you. You want to have a thankful heart? Just go back and make a record of all the things that God has brought you through. Just think, even right now, I'm probably sure you're thinking about some things that God has brought you through, and you're like, oh, my gosh, God brought me through that. I didn't, because if you think about it, when you're on the other side of it, it's a lot different. Your perspective is different. But when you're in the midst of it, it's like you can't see anything but what you're in. And now some of those things look small. And some of them, they still look big, but guess what? God brought you through. And if he brought you through that, he'll bring you through whatever else you face. But always remember what God has brought you through. Amen? Amen. First thing, I need to continually remind myself of my salvation experience. God, I'm thankful that you saved me. I continually remind myself of how God has provided for me. He's always providing and will continue to provide. Continually remind myself of what God has brought me through. And this was the last one, and this might be my favorite. Continually remind yourself of the wonderful hope that awaits you. Continually remind yourself of the wonderful hope that awaits you. Y'all, there's a wonderful hope that awaits you. What I'm talking about, your future, is great. But you have to have a confident hope in your future. You know, your talk has a lot to do with your future. If you constantly speak negative towards your future, guess what your future is going to be? Negative. If you speak positively, and when I say positively, I'm talking about the word of God. When you stand on the promises of God, faith begins where the will of God is known. So if you know something in God's word is true and it's his will, that's a great place to start for your future. If you're battling sickness in your body, we know that it's God's will for you to be healed. That's a great place to say, I thank you, Lord, that my future is healed. If you know that God wants to provide for you and his, his will is for you, him to provide all of your needs, a good place to say is, Lord, I thank you that in the future all my needs are provided for. That's a good place to start right there. But you have to have faith and a confident hope to know that God is going to provide for my future. There's a wonderful hope awaits you guys. And I looked, I was thinking about this. I want to read this verse in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 18. Their minds, is that the right, I may, maybe I wrote the wrong one down, I'm sorry. I think I did. I pray that your hearts are filled, your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given those he called, his holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given those he called. Did God call you? Are you his? Then you should have a confident hope because you're his, his holy people who are, who are his rich and glorious inheritance. There is an inheritance that awaits you. You just have to confidently hope for it and receive it. You just have to keep on walking to receive it. You have to stand by faith and hold on to faith to receive your hope. And you say, well, well, I, I've been praying to God and this whole year I've been praying for something to happen and it even happened this year. Guess what? Next month is 2022. Believe that God is going to make it come through in 2022. You know what? It may not have happened in 21, but 2022, I'm laying hold that it's going to happen this year. What is that? That's building your excitement. That's building your faith. 
That's giving you a thankful heart. That's saying, you know what? I know that I, it may not happen when I wanted it to, but I know that God's word is true and his promises are yes and amen, and they're going to come true. Amen? amen? A confident hope. You have to have a confident hope. You have to see yourself victorious in the future. Yeah. Not just even now. Yes, you need to see yourself victorious now, but you need to see yourself victorious in the future because that keeps you going. That keeps you motivated. So when times when the enemy tries to lie to you and deceive you and bring doubt and fear, you say, no, devil, my future in God is great. There's a glorious inheritance that awaits me because he has called me his own. That should bring an excitement in your heart. That should bring a thankfulness in your heart that God would love me so much that not only will he provide for my needs now, but he's also going to do it in the future. A confident hope. You need to make confident declarations to your future. This is a good time to reflect on what you're believing for in 2022. Before we even get into the fast, this is a good, when you get to the fast, it's the fast is there. This is the time to reflect now and say, moving in next year, this is what my confident hope is, and make you some declarations. And so when the fast comes, you're ready. God, I got my list right here. I'm, this is what I'm I'm declaring for 2022, and you come confident in 2020. When, when New Year's Eve comes and the, the clock strikes midnight, you know I'm ready. I'm ready. This is my year. 2022 is my year. This is the year of breakthrough. This is the year of, of blessing. This is the year of healing. This is the year of prosperity. This is the year of deliverance. This is the year, whatever I've been praying for, if it didn't come to pass this year, guess what? It's coming to pass in 2022. What is that? That's a confident hope. You have to have a confident hope. You watching online, have a confident hope. Don't be depressed. Don't say, well, I've been praying all year and it still hadn't happened yet. I guess it just must not be God's will. No, you need to pray. You need to grab hold to a confident hope and say this year, 2022, it may not happen like I wanted it to or when I wanted it to, but it's going to happen this year. And God, he responds to faith. He doesn't respond to doubt. The only way that you can communicate with God or anything that is, is, is by faith. And this is just a little sneak preview. 2022, I just believe that this is the year of faith. We're going to start the year off. We're going to start a series uh, at the beginning of the year, and I don't know how long it's going to run because there's so much about faith. We're going to be talking about faith for a long time in 2022. So you go, I'm telling you, tomorrow and I have been doing these faith classes We've been studying these faith classes, and I thought I knew what faith was. I'm just being honest. I'm like, how much more is there to know about faith? And let me tell you, the first lesson, I was like, I don't know nothing about faith. <laughs> and these classes are so good. I said, tomorrow, we got to teach this to the church. We got to teach this to the church. Because we make so many declarations that we think that sound good, but have nothing to do with God at all. We make prayers like this, God, I know this is a need that I have, and if it's your will, let it be done. Right there, you negated God from moving in your life, because is it his will or is it not? If his will for you to be healed, or if it's his will for it to provide for you, then all you have to say is, God, I thank you that you provided for me. But when you say, if it's your will, then guess what? You just negated the whole thing, and God can't respond to that. God only responds by faith. When you pray prayers of faith, and that's why it's so important that you get in the scriptures to know what God says, so you can say, your word says right here, God, I'm bringing the word back to you. 
This is what your word says. So I'm standing on that, and this is my prayer. And God says, you know what? Your faith has healed you. There you go. But you got to have a confident hope in that. A confident hope. That's what we're talking about right now. A confident hope. Always be confident about your future. And it comes by standing in faith. You got to stand in faith. I'm going to read the verse again. Colossians 4.2. Devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. You do those four things, you're going to have an alert mind and you're going to have a thankful heart. It's going to cancel out all the worry. It's going to cancel out all the stress when you think back and you go back to your salvation experience. God, I thank you for saving me. Boy, the gratitude, the thankfulness will rise up in your heart. God, I thank you for providing for me. You start getting thankful and joy will come to your heart for all the things that God has provided for you. God, I thank you that you brought me through that. Tears will start flowing down your eyes of all the things that God has brought you through. And God, I thank you that there's a confident hope that awaits me. There's a great future that's ahead of me. Despite what the enemy tries to say, despite what I see in front of me right now, I thank you, Lord, that my future is greater than what I see right now. You got to hold on to that by faith. Do you believe it? Do you receive it? Just lift your hands. Lord, I thank you for every person here and watching online. I thank you right now, Lord God, that faith is arising in our hearts. I bind every lie of the enemy that would try to come in and to deceive us and to lie to us that says that, God, you don't care about us, that, God, you won't provide for us. I rebuke every lie of the enemy. But I thank you that a thankfulness is rising up in our hearts, that, Lord, we won't dwell on the things that we don't have or the things that we, we don't, that we need, Lord. We won't stress and worry about those, but we will be thankful for the things that you have provided for us, for the times that you have brought us through, for the times that you have saved us, Lord God. I thank you that you give us a heart that's truly grateful, that's truly thankful for the things that you've done for us and will continue to do. I thank you that our hope, our confident hope in you is great for our future. Oh, I pray that you speak to people's hearts tonight, Lord God, concerning their future. Give them dreams tonight. Give them dreams in the upcoming day about their future in you, Lord God. Great are your thoughts towards us. I don't know if anybody's ever told you that, but the Lord's thoughts towards you are great. They're not small. They're not weak. Great are his thoughts towards you. Loving are his thoughts towards you. Caring are his thoughts towards you. He loves you. And I pray that we receive your love, that we receive a confident hope in you, that our faith is growing, our faith is rising, that we get in the word and we hold on to your promises, that we take your word for what it is is true. For your word is true. Your promises are yes and amen. And when we pray with an alert mind and a thankful heart, I pray that we pray with a promise, that we're holding on to your word to receive everything that you have stored up for us. Devil, I command you to take your hands off of everything that you have stored up for your people. I pray that 2022 will be the year of breakthrough. It will be the year of increase. It will be the year of deliverance. It will be the year of sanctification. It will be the year of discipline. It will be the year of blessing. I thank you for right now. We love you, Lord. We honor you. In Jesus' name, amen.
Amen. Come on, y'all give the Lord a hand clap of praise tonight. Don't worry. Be thankful. Don't worry. Be thankful. I know it says don't worry. Be happy. No, don't worry. Be thankful. Be thankful. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys for coming out with us tonight. If you're online and you're joining in with us, we'd love to invite you to church this Sunday. We'll be right here um, at 10 a.m. We have a great service where you worship will start at 10 a.m. We love to see you in the house. Also, December 18th, that's a Saturday. Mark your calendars for that at 3.30. Uh, we'll have songs of Christmas. We want to invite you to that. You don't want to miss that. And it's going to be a great, great time. Well, we love you guys. Thank you for joining with us this Wednesday night. You guys have a great rest of the night. And we'll see you this Sunday.